Hi, everyone. Welcome to another 10K Saturday. This week, Allison speaks with Sean Lyles. He's a motivational speaker, business strategist, and host of the podcast. We have a business strategy. It's called Affiliate Links, and you can help us by visiting bookshop at 10kdollarday.com slash books. I won't even tell you anything else about it. You got to click the link. That's our new business strategy. Think Sean Lyles would approve? Hope so. Here we go. And now it's 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another bonus episode. It's 10K Saturday. I'm Allison Burns. If you're looking for our full episodes about imaginary luxury travel, those drop on Wednesdays. But today, I am so excited to be interviewing my friend, my commercial co-star, a business strategist, and the host of the Intentional Mindset podcast, Sean Lyles. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hello, AB. What's going on? Not much. Listen, I met you, gosh, I don't even know how many years ago. Oh. I haven't really done the math. Right. But we met on a commercial set. Am I right? We did meet on a commercial set. I I can't even tell you which commercial it was. I don't even remember either. But I know that we met. We hit it off. I remember sitting and having like lunch with you and – We just became fast friends. We got along so well. And I've loved following you and kind of your journey over the past few years of kind of finding this this speaker calling, Mm -hmm. if I can say that. I mean, have you always been good with words and public speaking? Or is that something that has come to you later in life? You know, I'll say it this way. When I was a kid, I was always told that I talked a lot. So I don't know if I was talking good or what, but I was told that I talked a lot. Yeah. And I think over the past, maybe the past 10 years, I started to find my niche in getting in front of people, having conversations and, and you can say kind of inspiring people too, but really just being truly authentic to who I am and, and hopefully having those people be engaged with me so that they can be inspired to do something different or inspired to to grow in ways they never thought they could grow. So yeah, I would say, Pat, probably over the past 10 years, it's, it's been kind of evolving into this. And do you find that like motivational speaking is just as important as these like business strategies? Like it kind of goes hand in hand? You know, that's a good question. And I kind of, and I kind of look at it this way. Motivation is one of those things where it is, it sometimes can be fleeting. So you want to have something that's going to be very sustainable. So it is motivation, but it's really changing the way you think so that you get some sustainability out of it so that you can keep acting on it and keep drawing, drawing from that experience and keep drawing back to that, as opposed to just having that one moment of, come on, Allison, you can do it. I know you're running this, this 10K. You're almost there. You're almost there. You can do it. That's cool. But I would much rather someone say to me, come on, Allison, you, know, you can do it stride a little longer, breathe a little better, um, don't use so much energy. That's that piece that's a little more sustainable that I can use and apply it the next time I run versus just just being your cheerleader, if you will. Yeah. And I think I kind of got ahead of myself because I know what you do. And I realized our listeners are probably like, wait, this (laughs) sounds great. But what does he do? (laughs) So for our listeners who don't know Sean Lyles, by the way, you should go to our uh, website, 10kdollarday.com and click on the 10K Saturday episodes. His blog will be there once this releases. So you can follow him, go to his website. But what is your target audience? Who are you looking to speak to, to motivate? Who are the people that can reach out to you? 
So typically anybody that's looking for that growth and that mental toughness piece. And so mental toughness really is how do I find my why so that whatever adversity I'm hit with, I can still move forward and continue to grow and continue to learn and continue to forge my path. So anyone that is struggling with um, really knowing how to move forward. And I always break it down this way. You have, it's like a great athlete. Great athletes play with emotion. They don't play emotionally. Playing emotionally means this, that if something goes wrong, I get upset, my discipline, my focus, everything breaks down. But if I play with emotion, I get really intense and my discipline and focus and drive is still in place. And in that intense moment, I can still click out of it if I get upset and still have that focus and drive and discipline. But when you're, when you're emotional, all that goes away. And I give you a great yeah. example. It's like um, John McEnroe. John McEnroe would slam his racket down, throw his racket, get mad, yell at the, the uh, chair up, and he would never get back in that groove. But then you look at someone like Michael Jordan, who would get upset at a call, but yet he would click into another gear and say, okay, you're going to make that call on me? I'm going to make sure that you understand I'm about to drop 50 on you. I'm still focused. I'm still disciplined. And I'm even more intense. That's playing with emotion versus playing emotionally. Yeah. Do you find it hard to take your own advice sometimes? (laughs) Every day. (laughs) Every day. Absolutely. It's tough because I'm still human. You know, I, I still struggle. I still struggle with, um, you know, chicken tenders at Publix and I know I shouldn't be eating them all the time. You know, <laughs> I still struggle with staying up late sometimes just watching TV and I should be reading a book. Yeah, I still struggle with that. And but the great thing is I know it it's there and I can always go back to it. Yeah. And I know like throughout your life, just because I know you, that you've had a ton of accomplishments. You've also had a ton of hardships mm-hmm. and things that have, you know, probably wrecked you for bits of your life. So how have those moments kind of made you the speaker you are today? Do you pull on those emotions to relate to other people? I have to. And so what happened to me, and I'll share my story, that seven years ago, I have um, I had something that really rocked my world. And that was probably the turning point or genesis where I realized that I had to do something about how to think differently how to um, uh, really focus in on moving forward because seven years ago, I lost my son and he was 11 years old and I was in some dark places, AB. I was really struggling with how to get through the day. I'm very fortunate. I have three other beautiful kids, you know, a 19 year old, 14 year old and a beautiful 12 year old girl now. And, and I realized I had to move on for them but I just didn't know how. And that, that goes back to the whole motivation. Motivation is one thing, but giving me the blueprint that I actually have the steps to do it is what really, what really helped me along that path. And so I had to dig deep and I came up with my eight steps that, that kind of helped me along that way. And I'll share with you, you know, the first step is I had to make a decision. I had to actually decide I was going to move on. The second step is I had to do a critical self-assessment of myself. I had to look in the mirror and I had to be brutally honest with myself. This is what I'm good at. This is what I'm not good at. This is the pain I have. This is the things that I know I can get beyond. The third thing is that then I had to invest in myself. I had to really 
invest in myself, whether it was getting therapy, whether it was, um, you know, reading certain books under, and so I can understand how to move forward. And the fourth thing that I did was I had to find a mentor. I had to mm-hmm. find somebody that had gone through the process and that could help me along that process, knowing what I've been through, but they know what the end the other side looks like, but I didn't. So I had to find me a mentor. But then I realized after you get a mentor, it's your turn to give back. Yeah. So now I have to give back because each one teach one and giving back is, is the greatest gift that we actually can receive. And, you know, once, once I realized that giving back was, I said, okay, now what's next? I said, well, I have to be very disciplined because discipline is the road that's going to get me there. And once I become disciplined, I have to be consistent. And consistency is the road that's going to keep me there. So I had to be disciplined to get there and consistent <laughs> to stay there. Yeah. The very last step was I had to have faith. And faith is, you know, sight, belief in something unseen, whether it's the universe, whether it's in a higher power. I had to have faith knowing that everything I did before was going to get me to the next level and help me move through it. So that's that's the blueprint that I actually came up with that every day I had to follow in order for me to get through that rough moment. And so, yeah, so that that was the heartache and the hardship that, that kind of catapulted me into you know, doing what I'm doing now. Yeah. And I love that you said there's steps because I feel like, I know for me, I love directions. I mean, that's part of the reason why I'm an actress, right? Because right. I want to be told what to do. <laughs> right. I mean, I read the shampoo bottle, like every new shampoo I get. I'm like, how do I do this? I want to make sure I'm right. lathering right. So I think directions and steps are so important for people, especially people who feel lost mm-hmm. because they need that kind of structure. Yes. So coming up with that kind of plan, I think is such a great way to think about it. And now that you're able to kind of give back and share and, you know, influence other people in that way is awesome too. Do you do mostly one-on-one coaching or do you find yourself doing, uh, you know, keynote speaking and going to businesses and talking to large groups? It's a combination of of both. So I have done some keynotes where I've talked to larger groups and I have talked to, you know, a group of students. I've talked to a group of executives. I've talked to you know one-on-one persons that just called me and said, "Hey, Sean, listen, I need to, I need to you know bend your ear for a little bit and kind of give me some direction." And so it's all over. It's all over. It just depends on who the person is or who the organization or group is and what they're looking for. Yeah, and have you found that like the pandemic has affected the business brain that people are kind of reeling from that? Yeah, and what I what I've really noticed, AB, is that. The pandemic, for some reason, has kept people thinking what happened yesteryear. Well, this is what I used to do. This is what I used to do. And, and, And the hardest thing for us to do is to move beyond what we used to do to moving into what we need to do. And as hard as it, as hard as the pandemic has been for everybody, it actually can be a blessing for you because it's going to force you to think differently. And when you think differently, you get different results. You can act differently. The challenge is we love to get stuck in yesteryear um, and, and, and hang our hat on what used to be. And again, not focus on what, what needs to be. And so is that kind of what launched your podcast as well? I know I saw you a couple of years ago. I think I like snuck you into a podcast conference or something. Don't say that too loud, <laughs> but you did. 
Oh, and so you started the Intentional Mindset Podcast. And I mean, I'm obsessed with podcasting now, which is like something I never thought that I would do. I think I told you when you showed up to that event, I was like, this is the nerdiest thing I've ever done. (laughs) Right. What has that podcast done for you and for others? That's a very good, very good question. So the name came up. I was having a conversation with my brother and and remember, we were sitting there talking. He said, you know, Sean, everything we have to do, we just have we just have to be very intentional. And I said, yeah, you're right. We have to be very intentional. That's the only way that we have some forward momentum. And I've always been fascinated with, you know, human behavior, the mindset. Like I said, I go to the mental toughness piece. You know, I did play sports growing up. I played in college. Well, let me let me qualify. I practiced more in college than I played. So let's just make sure. <laughs> That everybody understands that I practice more than I played, but I have always loved understanding how people think and how, again, some people are mentally tough more so than others. So I said, well, that's how I'm going to bridge the two, the intentional mindset. You have to be very intentional if you want to change your mindset. And I can tell you the reason I started it was not because of my interest in the human behavior and the mindset it was really because of the loss of Jordan. I just said, I need another outlet that's going to really help me just talk. And it started. And I didn't know what I was doing. I had some inferior equipment. I had a microphone that was popping every time I said a P or something like that. <laughs> but I, and I figured it out, I figured it out. And, and that's mm-hmm. what I tell people. Sometimes you just got to figure it out. The direction you go in may not always be the direction you expect or want to go in, but it's the direction you need to go in. And I haven't done as many episodes as you, you guys, you guys are on <laughs> fire. Because I've been kind of just trying to do everything else, but I really love it when I sit down and I talk and and people hear my voice and, and they give me compliments and say, Sean, your voice is soothing to me. It actually calms me. It is a voice that gives me direction. Then I realized it was more than a passion. It was, it was actually starting to become a call. And so where can everyone find that? Is it anywhere you get the podcast? So right now I am on iTunes, The Intentional Mindset. And there's another website called Spreaker.com. Spreaker is oh, like yeah. speaker, but it's Spreaker.com. And you can <laughs> find it there. And I need to branch out and get on maybe Spotify and some of the other ones. But right now you can find the intentional mindset on iTunes. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. And I love that you love podcasting. I love it. I mean, we got to go back to more conferences once this whole like COVID mess is done. I know, right? We just have to <laughs> talk, talk with our masks on and nobody can understand what the heck we're talking about. Oh, I know. It's the worst. (laughs) Okay. Well, I want to move on into a few questions that I want to ask you that we ask our listeners every single week and uh, super excited to hear about what they are. And just know these are not prepared at all. This is coming right off the cuff, right? (laughs) I don't even know what you're going to ask me, but I'm ready for them. I love it when our guests don't want to know. It makes it so much more fun. All right. So the first question is, Sean... What's your current obsession? <laughs> well, I have two obsessions. Okay. Um, French fries, number one. I love Ooh. I love French fries. And my other obsession is it's just crime shows. I am fascinated oh. with crime shows on TV, whether it's you know the first 48 or you know, even something that's a little more fictional, Chicago PD. I just love crime shows. Okay, so real or it doesn't matter. Like it doesn't matter, but I, I kind of lean towards the real ones more. And yeah. again, I'm just fascinated at how people can just do this stuff. I just, <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I don't have a, I would never go out there and do something like that illegal. And I'm just fascinated that people find out, just think that, hey, I could, I could, you know, go steal $10 million. Just, right. Yeah. Their intentional mindset is wrong. Their intentional. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they're intending to go to jail. That's their problem. <laughs> right. Do you have a favorite French fry, like from a place or it doesn't matter? Yeah. Um, it's called French fry. Does any just of them. Any French like fry. shoestring, crinkly. Uh-huh. Whatever. I love French fries, and um, I don't. I don't know how that started, but I tell you, I eat a French fry. It's just like, wow, this is just <laughs> excellent. <laughs> Are you a sauce guy? Oh no, just plain French fries. Maybe some salt. Really? But that's it. I okay. don't. I don't need ketchup. I, well, let me take it back. If I am going to use some of the like real thin shoestring French fries, I'm going to put ketchup and vinegar. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. I like that. Yes. All right. Second question. What's on your wish list? Oh, wow. I wish in the next couple of years I get a new Corvette. Not that I have an old one, but I just <laughs> want one. <laughs> I was like, a new one? Yeah, let me, so bougie. Let me clarify. I don't have a Corvette, period. I just want the newer one. <laughs> Okay, got it. You don't want an old Corvette for your first Corvette. You want a new Corvette for your first Corvette. Right, right. Okay, I like that. It's good. Look, it's it's kind of it's kind of materialistic, but hey, that's what I want. Yes, for wish. Listen, it's your wish list. Right. That's awesome. Well, I mean, this next question though, I might know what you're going to use it for. Uh, If you had an extra ten thousand dollars that you had to spend on yourself, what would you do with an extra ten k? So, so that I don't have to give you a breakdown of the bills that I owe. What, <laughs> what I'll do is just act like those bills have been satisfied and have exactly. been grand. I would go travel. Honestly, I would yeah. travel. I would, I would travel. Anywhere in particular? I would love to go to, okay, well, this is kind of different. I would love to go to Phoenix. I've never been to Phoenix. And I've got oh, friends there. And okay. I would love to go to Italy. Yeah, I want to go to one of those Italian coastline cities. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know if your kids are too old for this, but they had that new movie come out. It's called Luca, I think, or Luna or Luca. Mm. But it's about this like Italian little city and they live right on the coast and That's there's cool. like mermaids. and But it's just gorgeous. And so I started researching Italian cities on the coast and I was like, oh my gosh. That, that sounds go. pretty cool. Yeah, but yeah. I would definitely travel. I would love to go. To, and you know what? Throw Greece in there too. I would love to go to Italy and <gasps> Greece. Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to go to Greece too, Santorini. Whatever, I don't know all the places there, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, Santorini is it. That's right. I only know them because I literally research imaginary travel every mm. week. So mm-hmm. I have all the places. I've never been there, but I have all the places in my mind. Okay, if you had $10,000 to give away, is there a charity or even a singular person or uh, organization that you would give away an extra ten k to? Yes, I would take that 10000 I would split it between two places. Um, I sit on the board of directors of UCP of Central Florida, and we service, um, we provide um, schooling and therapy services to families, children with disabilities. And I got involved because of Jordan. Jordan had a disability. And I would also take maybe half of that and give to the homeless shelter. That's awesome. I love that. And then look at this, number five. Mm. Here's our question. Now, this is, uh, some people get confused by this question, but it's very simple. Mm. The question is, what's your happy? 
And all that means is what today has made you happy. And it can be something very small or something very big, but something today that we reflect upon. So Sean, what's your happy today? That is an excellent question. I love I love the <laughs> well, way you present thanks. that. So what is my happy today? Yeah. I would say that my happy today is receiving a text from my 14-year-old son. It wasn't, I love you. It wasn't, hey, dad, I can't wait to see you. It's, hey, my shoes are too small. When are you going to give me some new ones? <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> oh my goodness. But I loved it because it's it's authentically him and it's just communication mm. with him reaching out to dad. So that was Yeah. That was my happy. He still needs you. He does still need. Well, he I think he needed uh, my debit card more than me. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 it's, oh. so and and he you know, then of course he goes into the too small and they hurt. I'm like, "Okay, I get it. I get it." He needs some new shoes. He gave you a list. Yeah, he gave me a He's list. Like, Here's of- all the reasons. Here's right. my PowerPoint on why I need mm-hmm. these shoes. No, I think it gets hard as they get older. You know, like, I mean, my oldest is 16. Yes. And the other day, her friend's car had a flat tire. And so she texted my husband, who's her stepdad, mm-hmm. and was like, hey, can you come help us? And he was like, she asked me for help. He was like so excited yeah. because, you know, as they get older, they kind of go off and do their own thing. You don't even see them as much because they're gallivanting and off with their friends. So when he reached or she reached out to him and was like, can you come help change this tire? He was like, yes, on my way, like super dad. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's that's yeah. a it makes you feel good because it, it's the the need shifts, the need shift and change changes as they get older. So it's mm-hmm. um it's really cool when they need you for adult things versus life sustaining things like, you know, food, like you got to feed the baby. They can get their own food now, but it's, Hey, I need you, dad. You have a skill that I don't have. I need you to help change my tire. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Kudos to him. Yeah. Do they love, uh, I should say, do they take your advice when it comes to mindset? Do you find yourself kind of talking to them about that? I would say that my my oldest son, who's 19, he's playing college. He's playing soccer in college. He does. And mm-hmm. and he realizes because he's kind of gone through some of that progression where he sees when he puts the work in and he looks at it differently, he starts to stand head and shoulders above his competition. Yeah. And my younger one, my 14-year-old, he does wakeboarding. He's really good at wakeboarding. And and I think he he understands it, but he may not process it like he fully understands it because he had nationals recently. And I'm so proud of him. He got second in nationals in his age group. But two weeks prior to it, he just said, oh, I'm not going to do well because these these other kids are good. And I'm thinking, hey, mm-hmm. that's you have the wrong DNA in you to say that, buddy. You're talking to the wrong guy. <laughs> yeah, so you can't say that near me. And he ended up going and you could see his swag and his confidence start to get a little more as he started to perform pretty good. So. No, it's, yeah. so I would say, yeah, because I do say it to them a lot. And I always end with this one line. Whenever I send them all the text, I send them a group text and I say, listen, kids, always remember, be a producer, not a consumer. Love that. Yeah. And I say that because I want them to be impactful and they do something as opposed to buying stuff. Create, yeah. don't just take. 
Well, I mean, that should end the podcast right there. <laughs> Everyone just take that advice. That's it. Oh, thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me. It was so nice to chat with you. And uh, I really hope that people go to our website and then find you on social media because I love your inspiration on your oh, Instagram that you sweet. post. Like seeing your face pop up, it just is a is a highlight of my day or oh, my that's week so nice whenever I kind of run across it. So I hope that people follow you. Uh, for those people who are lazy and don't want to click on our, our podcast link online, go ahead and tell everyone what your social media handle is so they can just type it in now. Sure. You can actually find me on Instagram at speaker Sean Lyles. You can find me on um, LinkedIn if you on a professional standpoint at, you know, Sean Lyles. And if you are on Facebook, Speaker Sean Lyles, and I have Twitter, which is Speaker S Lyles. And oh. yes, and so please look at look me up, reach out to me. I'm here to help as best I can, and I am here to support 10K podcast and everything that you guys <laughs> do because you guys are phenomenal. And AB, Thank it's always you. great seeing you. So. So good to see you too. Thank you so much again for being here with me today. And uh, you guys, we'll see you next time on 10K Saturday. Bye. Bye-bye. That was 10K Saturday with Allison and Lulu. And don't forget, with friends like us, who needs amenities?